Welcome to The Blossom Experiment, a podcast in which we talk about authenticity, intuition, and intuitive living. My intention is to inspire and help you tap into your uniqueness so you can create a life that is meant for you and no one else. With your host, Camille Nerbo. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we have a very, very different episode. I'm joined with Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Say hi. Hi, everybody. Super excited to be here again. I'm so excited to have Lisa on because today, if you've been around the podcast for a while, you know that Lisa has been in several episodes on here. I've also been on her podcast before. But today, we're going to do something very different. She's going to interview me on my own podcast <laughs> about my nomading life with my intuition about my travel so again if you've been following me for some time you'll know that I was two years ago I left Brazil where I'm initially from I'm originally from Brazil I left Brazil uh, bought a one-way plane ticket and went to Portugal without any plans without any um, safety net without knowing how I would make money without really even making a minimum amount salary in Portugal. But I just had this intuitive trust that I needed to go. And it had been a huge dream of mine since I was like 20 years old of traveling around and working at the same time. And I just knew that I needed to do it. And I, you know, it was so uncomfortable staying in my comfort zone that I preferred to, to and I chose the discomfort of um, just jumping off this huge cliff and going into this new country and seeing where this journey would take me. And it took me into quite some beautiful and magical unfoldings to the point that um, for the last year I've been living, I was living in Greece and eventually um, the flow and my intuition in the universe just um, took me out of there. And <laughs> yeah, so... I recently moved out of Greece and right now I'm in a transitory period. And after announcing that I was leaving Greece, I had quite um, a lot of questions about several different things in regards to my move. And Lisa came asking me some of these questions as a friend who just wanted to know what the fuck I was going to do <laughs> and where I was. And then we had this amazing idea to create a, uh, several episodes or one episode, I don't know, we're just going to see how this goes, of her asking me all of the questions that someone might have about this lifestyle, about how I choose where I go, about the flow of things. And because, yeah, this is so normal for me that I don't really think that this is even interesting to share. But then after she brought it up, I was like, yeah, maybe it would be interesting to share and just answer some questions. So Lisa, thank you so much for being here interviewing me on my own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. It was so funny because I was literally just looking at your TikTok feed and then I, you were somewhere else. And I said, wait, what the fuck? Where is she? I thought she, like, like I knew you were selling stuff, but I didn't put two and two together. And then I saw that you were in Portugal and I said, whoa, 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 wait, wait, <laughs> like I need to download. How do I find all the information? And then I started texting you and then I started asking you all these questions. And I said, girl, you need to tell people about this stuff because it's not normal. I mean, it's not normal to me anyway, someone who's been in the corporate world for so long of just like, where do you even begin? And so I think that's where I really want to take this conversation of 
having that desire, like how do you know when you're ready to leave a place and what brought you to the point where you wanted to leave Greece? Because I know that was a place that you were very, very in love with. And you mentioned in the intro of this episode of, you know, you went from Brazil, you like you had such a very uh, synchronous time of finding your place to Greece. So how do you know when you're ready to leave someplace and go somewhere else? And what were the personal experiences that brought on this transition? Love this question. And I would say that it's a mixture between what I just mentioned in regards mm-hmm. to like feeling the discomfort of the comfort zone, quote unquote, and also a lot of connection with alignment and flow, which are things that can be so abstract. But for me, I really feel those in my body. So for example, when I was in Brazil and I, f- I felt like Actually, like if I go really, really way back um, in 2020, I was traveling around Asia and I was living in Bali. And then I went on to um, London, stayed there for one month. And my idea was I'm going to keep traveling around, maybe do some volunteer work. I didn't care about the money. I was like selling some yoga classes online and like making a little bit of money. But I was just like using up all of the money that I had saved up until that point. And also just like trusting that the right opportunities would find me. And I just like, just really wanted everything to work out, you know, but eventually Mm -hmm. because of COVID and the pandemic, I had to go back to Brazil with my, in my parents' house. And since getting there, I wanted to leave, you know? So since first the, by day one in Brazil, back in Brazil, I was like, fuck this shit. How (laughs) am I going to leave this country? Like I didn't want to be there, you know? And so I stayed there for one year and a half of course wanting to leave but at some point I think I kind of really surrendered the control of like I'm going to make this happen and I was like more and I shifted my mindset from I'm going to make this an effort this into happening to I know this is going to happen and I'm going to surrender to the right timing of when this is going to come to me. And I think this was like a really big mindset shift that I had because at some point I was just trying to really be grateful for where I was, for what I was doing and just be at peace with my circumstances because I knew that it was going to happen. Like I didn't have a doubt in my cell, in my body that it was going to happen. Even if it would be like in the craziest or weirdest way, I would just make it happen. And so since the beginning of 20, so that 2020 was kind of like a blur for everyone, kind of depressing well. But then in 2021, in the beginning of it, I was like, this year I'm leaving this country. Like, I don't care how this is going to happen. It is going to happen. And throughout 2021, I kept feeling intuitively that I was going to leave and that I knew that I was going to someplace else. But I also felt that I didn't want to effort it. I didn't want to force the door to open. I wanted to stand in front of the door and wait for the universe to open it for me. And like really feel like I had I had even this like little joke with a friend of mine. It's like almost as if you tripped and then and then you're there. You know, it's like you're you're not yeah. efforting. You're like, you just tripped and oh my God, like I'm here now, you know, because it's so easy and so flowy that I'm uh-huh. actually and I think one of the things that I want to highlight is the fact that you had that sense of belief, right? Yeah. Regardless if it was even in your periphery, like you just like, no, it's going to happen. I'm going to get out of here in 2021. I'm claiming it. So there was this inherent sense of belief viscer- viscerally in your body. And I think something that you do so effortlessly that might be harder for other people 
is that you just wait. Like there's something about, I don't know if this is true or not, but it's like, are you comfortable being in that void of things not happening yet? And there's that true surrender I think you already have. I don't know if you noticed that with yourself, but just explaining that story of I'm fine with waiting if there is nothing yet. That's great because I'm normally a very impatient human. I <laughs> really? Hate, I hate waiting. I am not patient at all. Like if you ask anyone, like my therapist, if you ask my friends, if you ask my boyfriend, no one will, my, my family, oh my God, my parents, they would be like, no, she's the least patient person in, all, like, in the entire family. But I think there is some kind of, that's what I always like to kind of like, see life yeah and kind of like see myself through as well it's like there's the conditioned self and then there's the authentic self your Mm. authentic self will have the patience so if you lean into it like into your integrated self you'll find this place of safe of uh, patience and surrender but Mm -hmm. of course if i am in my conditioned self i'm someone who has a lot of anxiety a lot of anxiety like like generalized anxiety have like several um anxiety attacks on a week you know i have like extreme anxiety to the point that i can't even stay in my body you know like this is something that i've been dealing with since i was a child and so it's really challenging for me to be patient but i think that throughout the year of 2021 i had in my mind that again like the 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 discomfort of being in that place that was my comfort zone that was being in my home country my hometown doing a path like creating a path in my life that would be quote-unquote like the expected from me was so uncomfortable for me that I decided to choose something different and at that point I was like getting into like a lot of like manifestation and things like that so I remember that I was consciously um, trying to be really present and trying to um, anchor myself back into the okay what are, I know that I don't have the freedom and I'm not living somewhere else in the place that I want to live right now but how can I be grateful for what I do have right now you know and mm-hmm. really kind of like grounding myself back into these things because at some point I think that you kind of realize that you don't have any control over it you won't be able to make things like effort things and I think that no actually that's wrong some people will be able to effort things i i don't want to live like that so mm-hmm. i would rather wait for things to magically unfold because i know that they have the power to i know i have the power to do that when i wait and i'm more calm and patient with things i'd rather live life like this than efforting and grinding because i don't want to live like this like that's a choice that i made i don't want to effort myself into these things like i'd rather apply to five aligned jobs that i really feel excited about than Mm -hmm. spending every day applying to 100 jobs and maybe that's really bad advice and maybe you know from the odds of course you would maybe get you know more chances if you would apply for more jobs I yeah. just believe in energy and alignment first, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there's something about you just prioritizing sort of where your, what is it, like where your energy flows, um, just what, something that you value almost. And so how are you applying that to picking the cities of where you're traveling to? Yeah, so that's a really great question. 
Um, and I'll use the, the way that I decided to eventually leave Brazil and go to Portugal. Cause uh -huh. in, intuitively I knew that something would, I just, I, I just, I don't know. I just had this connection with my intuition, but not in a way that like, and I really want to talk about this because I feel like sometimes people see people talking about like the connection with intuition and mm -hmm. then we instantly think like oh my god she heard from this psychic voice like it wasn't like that you know I just <laughs> like in my body I just knew like I have a feeling this will happen like I have a feeling I will leave Brazil in the second semester mm -hmm. like between August September and I remember that I was reading a lot of books from Gabby Bernstein and she yes. a lot about manifestation and things like that <laughs> wait so which book reading... were you reading which, which so, book were you I, reading Supertractor reading... yeah <laughs> have you read it girl I have it in my kindle but I have not read it though <laughs> I have like most of her books <laughs> I really love her but I think yeah she can be a little bit like um spiritual bypassy sometimes yeah yeah um, but she had some like cool exercise and I remember that one of her kind of med meditations was um like connect to the angels and to your higher self and to your guides and ask a question and then ask to receive a sign um in the next within the next 24 hours and i also had done another meditation from her asking about the name of my angel or something like that and i received the word lua which means moon Ooh. in portuguese so and it's like really interesting because that's the name that I wanted to give my child like even before hearing that name so I was like okay that's like a really big thing for me it's like moon you know so yeah after this meditation and receiving this message and also other signs about the moon I was like okay the moon is my sign so I remember that I was sitting on the balcony of this farm that we have there in Brazil and I, I closed my eyes and I was like, universe, am I going to Portugal in the next months? And then I remember that uh, um, there was like this really strong wind that started to blow and mm -hmm. there was a little trinket that was hanging from the ceiling and it started to make a lot of noise, a lot of noise because of the wind. But honestly, I have never heard that thing make so much noise in my life. Yeah. I was like okay this is so weird i looked up to see what was going on with the noise and the trinket like the little thing that was hanging from the ceiling actually had this moon sign on it like it had it was a moon and <sighs> it was seconds after i asked the question and i was like yeah. oh my God, so weird like <laughs> really going so i had like all of these little signs you know like from the universe and also from my body that i kind of like knew but I also mm. knew that I didn't want to force it. So I knew that I could just like after that day, like after that moment, for example, I could have just gone onto my computer and bought a and buy and bought a plane ticket. But I didn't because I still felt like there was something that needed to kind of like connect and I would feel the click. Like I just knew that I would feel right. it. Like, you know, it, it's really like weird to explain it. And I remember that two weeks later I set up um like a call with a friend of mine. She had just moved to Porto in Portugal and we were talking about like random things. And then eventually I told her like, ah, I really want to go. Like, how's the prices there? How are prices there? Blah, blah, blah. She told me like, ah, this is how much it is for rent. This is blah, blah. I was like, oh, wow, it's way cheaper than I thought. It's Maybe cheap. I yeah. Yeah. Well, now it's getting more expensive, but because yeah. of all of the digital nomads, but 
um yeah but i don't know she just opened my eyes i was like you know what maybe i can do it kind of like an expander in a mm. way and then i remember she just went like you know what like you can just come and stay here in our living room sleeping on our inflatable mattress that we have and you can stay here for like two three weeks and then f- after that you can just figure out what you do and when she said it i remember i felt it in my body i felt like this click I was like, mm. flow. like, I just felt it. I was like, this is the universe opening the door for me. I'm receiving an invitation, like the projector, you know, in me. Right. And, and then after that, I think after like one week, I booked my plane ticket. And after she invited me, I think it was a period of one month. I went to and stayed at her place. And mm-hmm. but at that time, I only had like three weeks of a plan. And after wow. That, really open. There's something that's so interesting about that because... It was like you were speaking one to your friend of who was already there and, and then also expressing your desire. So it was almost that moment of co-creation of like, okay, I tell the universe what I want. It's not just inside my head asking for a sign, but actually telling other people for them to respond to me and let's see what happens. Because if you didn't say that, or, you know, I know sometimes people say, oh, don't share your dreams. Mm -hmm. Then how would she have invited you? And so it's so interesting that you had that, that courage to even say something. And then that brought the invitation and you're like, all right, let's do this. You know? So I see that sort of, um, subtle co-creation, even though it's with like in the spiritual plane, but then also in the 3d material plane with, with people in that network. I think that's a great thing to state and kind of like to note, because Mm -hmm. I think that, um, a lot of us and i include myself like the bigger the dream that you have the more afraid you are to speak it into Mm -hmm. existence to other people and i think that for several reasons like either we're ashamed or we don't feel enough to even have that dream you know and i think at some point you kind of and the more you believe in them the more you speak about them because you kind of see them as your reality And I think that's really interesting because there are dreams that I have that I am more ashamed of talking about, you know? I think Mm. at this point, I'm kind of like not ashamed about the majority of things. (laughs) But um, um, once I was in in Reem's podcast, um, you also know Reem. Yeah. And she asked me about like the genie or whatever, like if you could ask the genie for wishes and everything. And I remember I told her, Um, that one of my wishes that I can monetize this podcast and when I said it I felt like very ashamed you know I felt very like oh "Oh my god this is a secret or something like that but um, while you were talking about it I was like you know what I maybe I should start saying this more you know because like why am I ashamed like because I don't feel like I'm enough or deserving so that's really really interesting I think it's a great thing to kind of um, let people who are listening to this also let them Mm -hmm. with this little seed of like you are deserving of your dreams and you should speak Right. Them. And there's also, I hear on the other spectrum of it too, that you're going to have haters, right? And mm-hmm. so it's like, don't let them shit on your dream or like put negative energy. But then you're at that point in your life where why would you even surround yourself with people like that? Or like you just mm-hmm. choose to be discerning of who you want to share it with. But I think there's just so much to that of there is inherent shame sometimes. Like, am I worthy of this? Is it actually going to happen? And then having other people project their negativity on it, that makes you doubt even more. And so, but you were at that point where like, nope, 2021, I am leaving here. I got a sign. (laughs) The wind chimes were going off. (laughs) (laughs) 
it is okay. happening <laughs> but uh, but i love okay i love 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 this because uh-huh. i agree with you and i remember that i even um last year or like the year before i recorded a podcast that was titled holding energetic boundaries while you're manifesting Ooh, with your soul and so one good. thing that i will tell on like that i'll say on this is that i felt comfortable sharing it with my friend that was there and I mm-hmm. felt like she would see me and hold space for me because she also went through a um kind of like a decision of going kind of I want to go I'm going to make this work you know mm-hmm. um however I never told my parents you know like I'm uh, I want I I like they knew that I wanted to leave but they wouldn't hold the space or they wouldn't hold the vision for me to go in the way that I ended up going, you know? Mm. So I took a long time to actually, and I remember that after she invited me, I actually told them like, ah, she invited me. I think I'm going to go. And, but I was so afraid of buying the plane ticket. And then I think one week later, my dad was like, so are you going or not? I think you were just kind of like, um, crying wolf you know oh he was egging you on <laughs> yeah but not in a way that he wanted me to go you know? oh. <laughs> but more in a way of like eh, like you're full of shit you know but not in a bad way as well yeah 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 he, it was more of like mm, you're not going to do this like it's too it's too unstable it has too much like it lacks too much structure for you to actually go through with this and wow. after he said that i was like you know what? <laughs> and I was—I remember that I was like st- staring at the screen of the pl- of the plane ticket, like. Uh, and I remember it took me two days to actually buy it. And yeah, I was so—I sc- was of course I was so scared, you know. But eventually, like, bought it and everything. But uh, there were people that I chose not to share my dream with. So I think it's really important for people to. Um, at the same time that you should speak your dreams into existence for sure, you should mm-hmm. also really keep in mind the energetic boundaries of who you are sharing with because there are people that can be really triggering to the point that they will make you doubt yourself. And then if you feel like they are going to put you in this position that it's going to shift your vibration of yeah shift your mindset into where you are looking at then don't share with them like that would be my advice quote unquote because if i had shared it, this with people who are more um structured or who needs more right. structure who needs to be who are more logical than i was or i am mm-hmm. i don't think i would have done it if I just like shared it with my parents and were like, oh, what do you guys think that I should do? They would say no, because they had never done it before. So um, yeah. I love this quote. I don't know if you've ever heard. It. It's like, don't uh, ask advice or like, don't listen for advice from people that haven't done what you are, um, what are you, what you're wanting to do. Ooh, no, I've never heard of that, but that sounds very, it's like Lisa does. <laughs> Yeah, you know? I know. I know. When I heard it, I was like, "Oh my god, it's true!" Like, <laughs> right? It's so true. <laughs> so then, going off of that and energetic boundaries. So, as you were deciding to leave Greece, did you speak to anyone? Like, how did you even end up in Portugal? Was it like another thing? Which is so funny because it's kind of like full circle. Yeah, like you're back at the place 
that like a, the first place from Brazil and then now it's like the first place from Greece. So did you tell any of your friends? What was that conversation like? Um, so the move, so basically the reason why I left, I think it's also interesting to like, okay, so let's go back to when I was in Portugal yeah. and when I left from Portugal to go to Greece in the first place. Like, so when mm -hmm. I left Portugal, it was because of my rent. So I was living with a friend and we had our lease until, I don't remember, I think it was May, uh, end of April, beginning of May. Yeah. And we had to leave after that. Then we were like, okay, let's try to find a new apartment if we can't. Then for me, I was seeing that as a sign of I should leave this place. For her, it was different because she physically needed to be there. I didn't. So oh. uh, we kind of like started looking for it and everything. But And we even did a manifestation list together. But again... I am not someone who's going to force things. Like, I'm not going to force myself through the door. I will stay in a place if I feel like it's the place where I'm supposed to stay. And if I still feel like there's something for me there, but I won't force myself to in, in it, you know? I won't force the door. So I was, like, doing the best that I could to find a place and everything. But at some point, I felt like I was hitting a wall, like my head up against a wall. And I felt like... This isn't a line. Something's happening. I don't think I'm meant to be here. So um, after, like, in between that period, my cousin who is living in the UK, she invited me to stay over there. And I also have this thing with, like, the projector. So when, when I'm invited, I'm kind of like, oh, wow, I take it very seriously. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's overly exaggerated. Sometimes it actually means something. Um, so she invited me to stay with her. And I went, and so I stayed in the UK with her, and then with with another friend for some for like one month and a half. Actually, it was, wow. and then my idea was okay. I actually left Portugal. I'm not supposed to stay here. In this period in the UK, I'm gonna look at the universe and see what's next. <clears throat> and I had spent some time, uh, my birthday in Crete in, in Greece, and mm -hmm. it was the first place. So there's like this little kind of like rent story, backside story, back, I don't know, um, in which, so my family is from Greece. I'm originally, so I have a Greek passport. I have Brazilian, Greek, and Italian passports. And so I, I have Greek ascendancy, like ancestors in Greece. It's very, mm -hmm. very far away. So it's like from the 1800s. So it's not like my grandfather spoke Greek or anything. They were actually born in Egypt. My great-grandfather were also born in Egypt. And then my great, great, great grandparents, I don't know, then they were born in, in Greece. And then the other ones were in Italy or whatever. Um, so I have the passport, but I don't really have like, don't speak Greek or anything. Um, but I've always loved Greece. I've always like, since I was a kid, I said that I wanted to spend my honeymoon there. Like, I don't know. I've always had this obsession with Greece and thought it was a very special place, but I had mm -hmm. never gone there. So I remember that in 2020, when COVID hit and everything, I wanted to spend my birthday in Greece. Didn't happen because I was in Brazil with depression during COVID. <laughs> Twenty one also didn't happen because I was in Brazil. And then in 2022, when I was living in Portugal, I was like, okay, this is my year. I'm going to make this happen. I don't care how. And my friend that was living with me at the time, she also loved Greece. So we're like, let's go to Greece, to Greece for both of our birthdays because she also has her birthday like four days before mine. So we're like, okay, let's do this. And we decided to go to Corfu, where, which is the island where my family is from. And wow. in Corfu, in the, in the town of Corfu, there is a synagogue the only synagogue that that exists in the whole island my family is jewish 
and over there there's like um a plate uh not not a, pl- a plaque sorry um like um kind of like a mural thing that uh-huh. says uh this is a um an homage to the jewish of of Corfu that perished in the Second World War. And then there are several wow. less names. And one of the names was my name. It was like <gasps> in this, in this syna- in the wall of the synagogue. And I saw that, like I knew that it would be there because my parents knew and they told me like, ah, go visit it and everything. But it had like a deep impact in me. And I started wow. crying a lot when I saw it. And it was one of the first times during my travels and maybe in my life that I remember feeling like I belonged somewhere. And mm. I was like, there is this little island in the middle of nothing that is so far away from the place that I was born in that has my last name, like my my blood is here, you know, in this place. Wow. And I just felt really, really connected to it. And I felt like I needed to live there in Greece, not necessarily in Corfu, but I just felt this urge to live in Greece at that point. So when I came back, when I went on to, to the UK, that was w- because of this experience and because it touched me so deeply the, the time that I was there, I had this idea that I wanted to live in Greece. And mm-hmm. then I just Googled like digital nomads, Greece. And then I found Crete and Hania because mind you at that point i was traveling by myself so when you travel by yourself i always try to find places in which there is like a little community of digital nomads or expats that i know that i'll be kind right. of I'll, I'll i'll be able to meet people more easily mm-hmm. so then i found this island of crete had never heard of it i know a lot of people hear from about crete because of the like minotauru yeah people love crete so much this is the second time that i'm here like my girlfriend she just vacationed there oh so it's amazing but i'm yeah, like oh do i need to go <laughs> you, you do need to go honestly everyone but it was the first time that i heard about it was like <clears throat> on this research and so i was like okay this is a possibility but at the same time i really wanted to go to france to yeah. practice my french because and I also had, so that, that's like also weird because I also had this sensation that the next person that I would date would be a French guy. And mm. so I had kind of like this intuition. I was like, I feel like I need to be in France because I want to practice my French, but not yeah. for that long. And I remember that I tried to find apartments in Paris, in the south of France. And they were like, I could almost get them. And then something happened, like they were rented already or something like that. So I kept losing yeah. them. And again, I felt like I was smashing my head up against the wall and i didn't know if i was supposed to go to crete or france at that time so i was very confused i was in the uk i was feeling very unstable as well because i had like all of my stuff you know on my on like on, on in bags i was moving around a lot and i remember that i eventually was like I woke up one Sunday and I had to leave in one week because my cousin was leaving. So I really had like one week to leave. And I remember right. that I woke up, it was Sunday. I was like, universe, fuck this. Like I know divine timing and everything, but fuck this shit. Like I need to know where I'm going. Like I really physically need to know where I'm going because yeah. time is passing. I live on planet Earth. Like stop <laughs> doing your bullshit, you know? <laughs> I was like through here, I, I couldn't take it anymore. And I was like, I need a sign today of where where I should go. Should I force and stay like somewhere in France and try to and keep trying to find a place there? Right. I remember that I was thinking like, should I go to Montenegro? Like I, I was so confused. 
Right. So I remember that I left uh, the apartment and I went for a walk and I was like, okay, I'm going to think I'm going to grab a coffee. And this day it was really nice day out. And I was like, I think I'm going to sit on this coffee shop, like outside and get a table for me, just sit and observe the people or whatever a little bit. I never sat on this coffee place. I always took it to go. But for some reason on that day, I felt like I needed to sit and just enjoy my coffee outside. And then I remember I sat and there was like this old lady uh, mm-hmm. speaking to this couple and the old lady she was really old so she was speaking really loudly and so i sit with my coffee and then she the next minute she goes oh my god you guys have to go to crete it's the most beautiful place in greece i love crete i'm obsessed with crete she just starts yelling like for stop it i'm not kidding i'm not kidding it was so weird and then i'm like oh my god okay the universe is really sending me a sign and that if that wasn't enough i i'm like okay okay maybe i should go to crete and then i take my phone and then i start looking for apartments in crete yeah and then a ladybug lands on my phone in the middle <gasps> oh, of london in the middle of that... london, like it's london you know it's a city yeah like a ladybug there in my life and then i'll and then i remember like i got goosebumps i'm like okay i'm definitely going to crete then I found my apartment in like four days. I found an apartment, bought a plane ticket. And one week later, I was in Athens. One week later, I was in Hanya in Crete. And yeah, ended up wow. here and did meet a partner that was French. So that was- oh, my God. Do you have Gate 61 open in your human design? Let's check this live because i have gate 61 also and that's that's like true in, intuition like it is um gate. yeah gate 61 uh. it's what is it it's called it's called clear cognizance and so it's the ability uh, to know it's things the one on top yes yeah i have the gate six no i have it like defined 61 is defined. Oh, yeah. So I think that is. It is. Yeah. Um, whether it's open, defined, I was like, I don't know the terms. But it's I... Like it's painted. It's painted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because um, I, I was wondering, I was like, your intuition is so strong, this sense of knowing. Because I don't know too many people that are like that too. Like, sure, they have intuition. Um, but that's the reason why I asked because it's very present and alive in your story. Like yeah. the intuition beyond logic and knowing of certain things. So I love that. Yeah. But I love the fact that it doesn't come in this in the way that people norm like in a psychic medium. I mean right. channeling this way. It comes yeah. in for me, it's very it's kind of like I just know it. I just feel it in my body, you know, mm-hmm. to the point that, of course, sometimes I I, I question it a lot and I I, I, I don't trust it, you know, because you, you're not, it's not, um, I don't know, like logical, as you said. So it's right. easy to doubt it. No, it's true. It's true. Because that's actually how I felt about my partner on the, it was like the second date. I was like, oh, it's you. It's you. Even though I didn't know him, people, I didn't share that with people. Um, so that's really interesting. And I know that you're someone who prioritizes or not prioritize, but just really values, like, how do you trust your inner authority? And so as someone who really strives to align with what's true for them, how do you build that muscle? 
like if you don't have a defined gate 61, you know, like what if someone wants to travel and do nomadic things, but they're just so structured? Like how do they implement more of the things that you are sharing about? What would you teach them and tell them what to do? What I, above trusting, like I don't think that trusting your inner authority and your intuition goes against who you authentically are. Mm -hmm. So I am someone who, when I flow and trust in this way, things look like this. It doesn't mean that mm-hmm. it will look like this for everyone. So I do believe that if someone who wants to like follow their intuitions um, and like, I don't know, like do a nomading around or whatever, um, but they are more logical, maybe they are designed in this way and their inner authority also works in this way. So it's not because I am doing it in this really unstructured way because believe me if my mind could choose something else it wouldn't choose to do it like this like of Mm. course it's really fun and i have a lot of like this magical synchronicities and everything but i also have a lot of the moments in which i'm just sitting in the couch crying and waiting for Mm. something to happen you know because i'm so frustrated by the fact that i have no clue and right now for example i am very much in this place you know so i think that they are not opposite from one another. I think it's more about you finding your inner authority and your authentic self and what is that intuitive way that works for you, not for me. Because Mm. what I will always tell people above anything else is don't trust me, don't take my word for it. Like don't take my story and run with it as if it's like your story or if you're supposed like as if you're supposed to do this. Maybe you hear this and be like, I know intuitively that I want to travel. But you yeah. are someone who like you wouldn't thrive on buying a plane ticket and just going. You wouldn't. Like it's not part of your journey. And that doesn't make me me better or you worse. Like it doesn't at all. It's just like we have different um, ways that our souls want to experience this reality. And I think that my soul, like I'm a Taurus, I think my soul came on earth to learn a lot about the trusting and about the surrendering of control. And that's why it constantly leads me into these thresholds of the extreme of like trust, trust, mm-hmm. trust. And mm-hmm. I could, I could decide to not live like this. I could decide to just be like, you know what? That's great, but I'm going to build another life for me. But I have made a decision with myself and a commitment with myself that I want to see how it is to live in this way. And so I, and I can go to the places in which I'm like, you know what, fuck this. I'm going to look for a job, get a place somewhere and just like be done with this type of life, you know? Yeah. When I come back to myself, I'm like, this is not what I want to do. I want to keep following my intuition and maybe my intuition will lead me to go find a job and find a place somewhere and stay there for a long time. But I won't make this decision from my conditioned self. I'll make my decision from my authentic self. And I believe that that's where I want to lead people to do, you know, to make the decisions from the authentic self, knowing that this could be Mm -hmm. a more structured way. It doesn't mean that all authentic selves and all intuitions will be just um, not that logic. 
logical. I don't know. Like, of course, not logical, but not structured. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if you're listening, take it with a grain of salt. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) But essentially follow what's true to you and what lights you up. You know, just how you shared in your experiences and your stories of how you like to communicate with the universe, how you like to amplify your intuition, the different practices, asking your guides, your angels for signs, um, and really sitting in that void and just surrendering and waiting. But if you happen to be someone who's like, no, I feel really safe when I have a lot of things planned out. I like to know where I'm going. And maybe the flexibility is around the things you do when you already get to a place, you know, like that's okay too. So don't, don't take it as a way to beat yourself up because Camille is doing hers a certain way that your way is not better. So I love that. Just helping people align to themselves and what's true. Exactly. Because I think that ultimately that's how you'll find the most joy. Not mm-hmm. by copy. And that's like the whole message that I have. It's not by copying someone else. Not by copying someone mm-hmm. else's intuition. Not by copying someone else's authentic self. It's by being yourself. By um, unpeeling the layers that are blocking you from doing that and then finding that place within yourself that is your intuition, that is your soul, and then moving through life from this place. And mm-hmm. But I also am really aware that that's uh, also a challenging thing to do because you're like, con- I don't know, sometimes I'm like, is this is this from my authentic self or is this my conditioned self? You know, of course, like no one will ever be their full authentic self, like soul. Right. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of like uh, it ebbs and flows, you know? Totally, totally. Um, so I want to switch gears So s- to logistics, right? Of like, how are you even making this happen? Because I'm sure some people are wondering, well, how is she getting these apartments? Where do you look? So you already gave us a little tip of finding out where populate like populations of digital nomads are. So you already have a community to create this container because being in this nomadic life, it's like you are literally carrying home on your back. And so how do you create home in all these different areas? And what's the process of, okay, you get a sign of where you're going to go. So how do you even look for places? How, what's it like? Do you, like, do you save up a lot or what's, I don't know, your preferences? Okay, great question. The thing of home is like an entirely, (laughs) another subject, because honestly, I'm moving through a lot, but I, uh, yeah. So in terms of logistics, so the first thing that I would say is that, um although like my first instinct wasn't let me find a place in the world that has digital nomads my first instinct mm. was in my body i feel like pulled towards greece and i feel like greece can be a home so i have kind of like narrowed it down to the country for example and mm-hmm. then from that point i felt like i had this intuitive hint based on my previous experiences of living in the Algarve in Portugal, that Mm -hmm. that would be really helpful because they also have like a digital nomads community here. So it was just like an intuition of like, this will be really helpful for me to be in Greece, you know, to meet new people. Um, And then it narrowed it down even more. So that was for Greece. But um, when I was like in Brazil, 
I felt like Portugal could be a good place, but I wasn't really attached to it. I was really like, I don't care. And then, but I, I received the invitation. So I was like, okay, well, I guess we'll go. And then what, it's really interesting, this story, actually. So when I was researching about Portugal and everything, I felt pulled towards living close to the ocean. So I've always wanted to live close to the beach. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try to find a place there that's close to the beach. That was my intention. Mm -hmm. And I remember I researched about this place and I heard, I don't know, I, I don't know how it came into my awareness, this city that's called Ericeira, which... <gasps> okay, girl, girl. No, I swear. It takes a turn. Takes a turn <laughs> it does? Okay, tell me, because I've been hearing about Ericeira for so long too, the little surf yeah, town, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe this is your sign because... Oh my gosh. It was really weird because before going, and I think that intuition does that in kind of like in on purpose to just yeah. lead you there and then unfold in different ways that your mind couldn't have imagined. So it kind of like needs to give you like, give the mind a little fish for yeah. you after like a little, how do you say that? Like, you like carrot little, stick? Yeah, yeah. carrot stick. Yeah, exactly. Uh -huh. So it kind of like has to do that. So the mind will just be okay with it and go for it. Right. But I had this like obsession with this city. I was like, I'm going to live there. There's like this yoga community and this surfing community. Yeah. Hold like circles there and everything. And I had this whole story in my head. And I never ended up living there. And I even what? visited recently, like this year. And I yeah. came for like five days, I think, with my boyfriend. And I was like, I would never live here. Like, never. <gasps> really? What was it about it that kind of was the reality? Um, first of all, th like the the little town is mm, like really disconnected. Like uh -huh. in the sense of you walk, like there's no kind of center you know i don't know it's just mm. for me it was i felt like it was a weird like you need a lot the car you need the car a lot so it's not like you can walk oh. a lot there it's very kind of like full of heels as well the beaches are nice but they're more catered for people who surf because there are a lot of waves so it's not like if you're a normal person without a, right. a board it's kind of hard to get into the into the sea like without being afraid um the oh. water is really really cold here in the coast of portugal normally there's a lot oh, of wow. wind um i didn't like the restaurant options there and i already felt one of the things that made me want to leave greece was not having that many options because at some point like after one year there i just felt like bored with the options of food of things to do and everything so when i got there and i had like it was a struggle to find where to eat for four days. I was like, wow. I wouldn't be able to live here for like one year. Wouldn't at all. So, yeah, I don't know. I just didn't really enjoy the, eh, I don't know, just didn't click for me. And it was really yeah. just before living there, my mind was super attached. It was like, oh my God, I need to live in this place. I love this place. Like, I love the name of this place <laughs> and everything i was like oh when i was there for like four days i was oh my god thank god that the yeah. universe never flowed me into this place because in reality what happened when i was uh, staying here was that i ended up finding like at that point in my journey i just needed somewhere cheap 
I wanted mm-hmm. a room for myself. I didn't want to share anything, but I needed something that was cheap. So that was my how I was choosing things was I were I, I was like that was my thing. I need somewhere that's close to the beach and it's cheap. I the rest I didn't right. Care. I was like I'm mm-hmm. gonna figure out whatever is the rest, you know. And I remember that a friend of mine had talked about Lagos in the Algarve and she was like, you should go there. And I was like, yeah, whatever. I was like, ugh, this is an ugly place. I was like, well, I don't want you to go there. Um, so my mind was like, oh, fuck this. No. But uh-huh. um, eventually I kind of like remembered it and I was like, ah, maybe at this time is really it's cheaper to find a place there because it was the beginning of winter. So when I, I remember that I looked like, I don't know, I Googled like, rooms i don't know i googled something found this first place messaged mm-hmm. them on instagram the guy was like yeah you can have a room that um has your own bathroom for 350 we have a kitchen it was like a guest house so i was like you know what fuck this like of course i'm going so yeah. i don't know like four days later i was in a bus going down to this um place that i never gone before <laughs> and yeah and then like i ended up meeting uh, this guy that we had like a situation ship and it was really intense and he brought like a lot of things he brought me like a lot of transformations and a lot of things and then there in the same guest house uh, I ended up meeting the person who was my roommate for four months and we became like so sisters to the point that she's even coming back now to Lisbon to visit me so we have this really deep connection and a lot of things just ended up unfolding there for me. Like I found um, some remote jobs. Like I, I found one client that I stayed with because I work with. So if you don't know who, whomever is listening, and I think you probably have asked your, this, yourself this question. <laughs> I work as a freelance for social media uh, management, content creation, content consulting, marketing, things like that. And over there, I actually find, found a client in which I helped her a lot with her new business. So it was just like very fruitful for me in, mm. in like several different aspects. So when I left there, I was in a place in my life in which I was way more stable than when mm-hmm. I first got there. Like when I first got there, I was counting the cents like to my next grocery, you know. And when I left there, I was like paying my you know my my trip in Greece I was way more stable I had I was making way more stable money and it was just a really beautiful place for me to be in in several different aspects of my life and I could have never planned that because I didn't even know that that place existed like in my mind you know and that's why I talk about intuition so much like you have to I think that one thing I'll say when you are in this path of like intuition of living intuitively you have to stay open and detached Mm -hmm. for things Mm -hmm. to come to your awareness because if you have something in your mind and you're so like focused on it narrow focused on it you won't see what the universe is trying to bring you and if i was so focused on it and trying to force it to happen then none of those like magical unfoldings would have happened Mm -hmm. it's almost like i got this image of a faucet right And it's clogged or like it's not fully spouting water because you have this narrow perspective of what you think your life should be. So there's that one, like you have to have the surrender your story of what you think your life should be and what will bring you the most happiness because sometimes the universe delivers something that you had no idea would make you the most happy. Like in that place, you found so much transformation in that relationship you're with. 
He found an amazing sister, a new sister, and he found this client that allowed you to be so abundant. And you also mentioned the idea, again, of when you find yourself frustrated, that's when you know it's like you just have to surrender even more because the frustration is sort of that trigger point of letting you know, okay, you're not in flow. (laughs) Like surrender, surrender, surrender. Yeah. And another thing that I'll say is that something that was coming up a lot into my awareness was Mm -hmm. that something. So at that point, I was doing a lot of the to be magnetic, to be magnetic work, which is Mm -hmm. where we met, um, the community in which we met. And I was starting to see everything in my life as a manifestation. Like the mm. bad things, the challenging things, the good things. I was like, everything, if everything is a manifestation, why am I manifesting X things? And I remember at that point, I was manifesting a lot of instability, a lot of lack of structure, a lot of um unknown, which is kind of like, ah, oh, it's so cool to be in the unknown. But at the same time, it was reaching a point that I was not happy with it. I was like, mm-hmm. that's not what I want to create. And I remember that one day I did like one of the meditations at the beach and I realized that I grew up with a family that prioritized stability a lot and they prioritized the knowing and just the state the stable ground more than anything and because of that at some point i think in my life i started rejecting it a lot and Mm. the thing that i started craving the most was freedom so since i was 20 years old i graduated from college i did my first like visualization map or whatever the thing that i wrote the most was i want freedom i want freedom i want flexibility it was like it's the two Mm. things that i've been living by since whatever like since i could think (laughs) and i i realized while i was doing that manifestation that at some point i started creating this belief in my head that freedom was opposed to stability and security mainly security. So Mm -hmm. I kept creating a reality for myself that was extremely free, but was extremely unsafe as well in a lot of different Mm -hmm. ways. And I was like, you know what? No, fuck this. Like, cause they are not opposed, but we humans, we kind of like oppose them, which is really weird because like the opposite of freedom doesn't mean unsafeness. Like it doesn't. (laughs) And the opposite of safety doesn't mean not freedom. Like it just doesn't. And I remember that I started kind of like reinforcing to myself, I am a creator and I can create a reality that is both freeing and safe at the same time. And I think that that was a really important part and point. Like it was a pivoting point for me to start creating different circumstances in my life in which I could have the freedom and also the safety at the same time. Um, Mm -hmm. In saying that, I will also point to the fact that right now um, I'm like struggling with both of them. So it's not like I have it all figured out, but at that point in my life, um, it was really important to have this realization and kind of tell my own self, like, I don't like, that's not true. You know, you can just create. Right. Right. And so it's something that's so interesting because if we think about the arc of that, it was this black and white thinking, right? Like, 
almost being so adverse to the way your parents were like, let me adopt this new embodiment of like going full force, freedom, liberation, like um, compromising your, your like safety, security. But then you reach this point of recalibration of this union of that dual thinking of no, you can have both and creating this affirmation and mindset shift around that of you can have liberation, you can have safety and security at the same time. It doesn't have to be at opposite ends of each other either. So that's like a new reality that you created and anchored. Exactly. And I think that's really important in saying, because like, I think it's also really easy to fall into this trap of like, ah, I'm being intuitively led and just mm. keep falling into these places of unsafety and being like, ah, oh, that's how my intuition wants me to, um, I don't know, lead my life. And yeah. I think that there is a point of like, of course, you have to surrender and blah, blah, and everything that we've been talking about before here. But at the same time, something that I vouch for a lot and I talk about a lot as well is making sure that your nervous system and that your mind and your mm. body feel safe in this reality. Because spirituality is beautiful, intuition is beautiful, but if you don't feel safe, here mm -hmm. and you feel don't feel gro grounded and embodied like in your own body you won't be able to even hear your intuition you won't be ab able to somatically feel uh, what it feels like to be intuitively guided you know so i talk a lot about like feeling things in my body and everything mm -hmm. if you're in a state of extreme anxiety if you feel unsafe you the last thing the last place you want to be in is in this body you'll do mm -hmm. anything to get out of this reality, to numb yourself, to go do whatever you want, to not have to feel the feelings and to feel the unsafety of being in your body. So this is something that I talk about a lot because I think it's one of the first things that you have to do is to create like a, the minimum safety for you, mm. you know, and maybe mm -hmm. that does feel like that does look like, you know, like some people, like we need, I, don't, I, I want to monetize it, this podcast, for example. Right. But I am not going to put myself in a place that I'm like, I fully trust my podcast. I'm going to like abandon everything, stop working with all of my clients, not bring any money in because I trust that the money will come for my podcast. Maybe it will happen. I'm not saying that it won't. Like maybe for some people, you know, and maybe at some point I will feel the intuition and the click like I said, like the, you right. know, the, the the alignment in my body that it's time to do that. But right now, I wouldn't put my Camille in this position. I wouldn't put myself in this position. I don't want to do that with myself. I don't. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't mm -hmm. want to. I've been there before. It wasn't a nice place to be in. I'm not going to do it again. Like, I'm not, you know, <laughs> not going to put this much pressure on myself, on this podcast, on my work. Like, I'm not going to do that with myself, you know? So yeah. I think it's really important that you build that. And for example, if I had like this FU fund, you know, like that we see. Yes. Around, like this, you know, like I built, I don't know, like a really big amount of money in my investments, in my savings. And I know that I can feel safe and everything like then do that. But like the feeling that you, it's. And my, and another thing, like my feeling of safety is going to be different from someone else's, you know? So, mm -hmm. and this is, I think we go back to the thing of following your intuition, following um, yourself, like your inner self, your authority in your journey, because my safety doesn't like my, when I left Brazil with like mm -hmm. not making amount minimum salary, blah, 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 that felt okay for me. 
I felt right. like I felt like I had s- nothing to lose. So I was like, I don't like worst case scenario. I'll just be back where I am, basically. Like that was my worst case scenario was being back where I was because I mm-hmm. hated the place that I was so much. So I felt safe enough, quote unquote, to go do it. And it, it felt so exciting that that the safety part wasn't like a big thing that I was feeling like it was hinging me. But after like mm-hmm. five months on in doing that, at some point, it started to really bother me. And I was like, you know what? This is not okay. Like, let's look at it and see how I can mm-hmm. change it. And right now, for example, I feel like I want more safety than mm. what I had before, you know? So... I think that it ebbs and flows and it changes. And of course, like, you know, you never feel like you have enough, quote unquote, you see those things about like what safety even means and everything. But I think it's important to find like your authentic safety, you know, because mm-hmm. of course it can be a con- from it. The sense of safety can come from your conditioned self of like, when I have a million dollars, I'll feel safe. When I have the partner, I'll right. feel, sa- feel safe. When I have a house that I own, I'll feel safe. And then you'll never feel safe. But at the same time, when you find your authentic self, there are certain things that it will make you feel safe, you know? At least that's mm-hmm. my opinion. I know that like some Zen Buddhist people will be like, no, you don't need anything to feel safe. And maybe I don't, but like in this moment in time with my knowledge of stuff and my reality, that's how I feel. And I think mm-hmm. that we shouldn't overlook our bodies and our physical realities because spirituality right. is amazing, you know? And I love that because essentially what it comes down to is like you have this feeling of safety, but then again, it it ties back to your ability to hear your intuition and feel it because a lot of times it can be very heady of like, oh, this is what I want. But if you can actually feel in your body, whether or not this is right for you, whether or not it's like a sacral response or you feel it in your gut, then like there's no that's like not intuitive living. And so I've never heard it that way of like, there can't be one without the other of like true emphasis on what does it mean to be of intuition as a somatic practice, which is so powerful. Um, But I love this conversation. We're going to have, we're going to have another episode because you made me think of something else of you know, we were talking about it before of this idea of home. And so I'd love to do. Yeah. We need to, to right. Like two sides to it of like <laughs> the emotional, like what does it mean to have a home emotionally? And what does it mean to have a home physically? That's yeah. Great episode, but I love this conversation. I loved all of <laughs> Thank you for holding space for me. <gasps> of course. I loved it. You're so good. I feel like I can, I can like pluck more. <laughs> yes. I'm excited for you to pluck more. <laughs> pluck me. <laughs> oh, but this was so fun. Thank you so much for being on and for interviewing me and for holding space. Guys, if you're listening, you have to go check Lisa. She's amazing. Her podcast is beautiful. She is like a beautiful person and a human. So I'm going to leave all of her like contact and stuff and links yeah the podcast so go shoot her a dm go follow her instagram go look at her work she does beautiful work 
Amazing. Thank you so much. Um, and I have one more question for the audience too, or like people I'm sure they want to know, like as you're living all of this in real time, are you going to share all this in real time so people can stalk you on TikTok and Instagram or should we, are they going to wait for another podcast episode to hear your reflections? Like where are you documenting all this in real time? That's um, yeah, I have a, it, it's, thank you for asking that. I have <laughs> a weird, it's not a block, but I would say just my, my personality is very like experience things, digest them and then mm. express them out. So it's really hard for me to kind of like document them on the spot. So mm -hmm. I kind of sometimes go like MIA on Instagram and okay. I need to kind of like digest everything, but then of course, when I do have all of the insights and things like that, I share some stories on Instagram. So you can go over at the Blossom Experiment or even my personal Instagram, which is kami.minerbu. All of the links are on the um, sh show notes. And yeah, and then I post some stories over there if I feel like doing some TikTok. But really, uh, it, this is something that I'm actually wanting to work on because for me, it's really mm -hmm. hard to like go through all of this and document it at the same time. I know that people are really interested and some people are really good at doing that. I'm just really bad because I feel like so introspective that I can't, like I can't, mm -hmm. you know? But yeah, yeah. But that's, that's okay. Doing things like this, you know, because it helps me get it out and yeah it yeah totally and you see that so it's like also another gem for the audience of respect the hermit period respect and like reflection inflection going into the void your womb cave like all of that stuff so yeah. beautiful yeah. thank you <laughs> amazing oh i love you i can't wait to see how your story unfolds and to also be on the ep on another episode here at the Blossom Experience and ask you these questions. <laughs> I'm also really curious to like be six months from now and listening back to this episode because right now I'm really in the unknown. Like I know what's going to mm. happen the next month until the 7th of August. After that, I have no idea. So wow. We'll just Amazing. See, yeah, super. My mind is not happy at all, but for now, my intuition is leading me this way, so I'm just rolling with it. Yeah. But, yeah. And for whoever is listening, as always, I hope you loved the episode. Make sure to share it with someone that might enjoy it or benefit from it. Leave a review on this podcast as well, because it helps, you know, just reach more people that want to live authentically. And I hope we create a very beautiful and authentic week. And we'll see you and catch you on the next episode. Say bye. Yay. Bye. <laughs>